Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian, and... I'm Inessa. This is the X-Men Files, the podcast that records every now and again when we feel like it. Whenever we get round to it, yep. from time to time, yeah. almost always on a Sunday. Yeah, usually every other, you know, every other week or every we need another plague third week to yeah. we need another plague to really settle down to right. Yeah, we to had record. no tr- in 2020. We were rock solid, yeah, baby. We hardly missed a week. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. those were the days, weren't yeah, they? Those were the days. Yeah, it was nice working at home. I could have yeah. a cup of tea every day at 10 o'clock. Are you having a here. cup of tea now? I am, but, you know, tomorrow yeah. I have to go to work and the kids have to go to school. And, and there's no tea at you know, work? How can I how can I keep them safe if they're at school? It's impossible. What? Yeah. So That was a weird yeah. turn. Those, those were the <laughs> okay. days okay. when they were at home and I could keep I them mean, safe. I mean, how could you keep them safe when there was a global plague Just and there was no keeping, cure? By keeping them at home. It was fine. Uh-huh. By washing all the groceries, keeping the mail in the garage. Yeah, thank you know. fuck we washed the... Oh, my God. <laughs> The 24-hour meal quarantine. Oh, we didn't do that for very long. We didn't wash the groceries. We, we did. did that for longer than you might really? care to admit. We certainly didn't wipe down the groceries for very long. We did that for, I think, a couple of months. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're not here to talk about uh, the plague, which, joking aside, I'm thrilled is mostly, not entirely, mostly behind us. Yes. For the purposes of our day-to-day lives, pretty much behind us. Exactly. I'm double-vaxxed. I'm double-boosted, uh, as are uh, you and the kids, and uh, I like our chances. Yep. Kids have even had the thing twice, or rather one time each. Each kid has had the thing, yep. Yeah, and symptoms were negligible. There we are. There yep. we have it. Okay, great. Why Why are we here? If, if we not here? to talk about diseases. We are not here to talk about diseases. No, I've established we are that. Not why are we here then? Epidemiologists uh, or even play ones on TV. We're here to talk about the Uncanny X Men issue 218. All right. And you've got your recap ready, right? I do have my recap ready. That's in fantastic. Okay, let's hear it. My brain. So okay. on the cover. Uh, Who we are these see, people on the cover? We see Rogue. Uh, Dazzler, Longshot, and Psylocke. Yes. Those are the new, new X-Men. New, new X-Men. All the women have enormous breasts, and... Yeah, I suppose they do. uh, They sure do. What's-his-name has an outrageous mullet. mullet. Kentucky Waterfall, folks. (laughs) Business in the front, party in the back. (laughs) Uh, cover art, uh, um, as an aside, the cover art is not by the same artists who do the interior artwork. That is significant. This is a, um, a beginning of a long string of art from Alan Silvestri. I knew that. But he didn't do the cover. Um, although, if you want some male gaze, uh, you've come to the, you've still come to the right place. Yes. Yeah. Silvestri right. draws them kind of provocative. He does. The commentary that I read online, people thought it was, you know, sexy and edgy, you know, maybe a little, edgy, a little too much TNA, but I'm, people I'm, still use that expression. TNA? TNA. Of course they do. Do they? Yeah. I mean, nobody goes to see a chorus line anymore. <laughs> yeah, have you seen, are you familiar with a chorus line? No, not really. Uh, I've seen like uh, bits and pieces of it. Um, 
We're going to come back to a chorus line because okay. we do want to plunge into this, uh, but we'll, we'll have a chorus line maybe as part of our pop culture oh. roundup yep. uh, after after the main discussion about the issue at hand. All right. What happens inside? Inside, inside. There's more big breasts. There, there. I'm sure that there are breasts, but we don't start with breasts. We start yeah. with Alex Summers and his girlfriend, Lorna. Lorna Dane. Yeah. They're driving and they get uh, swiped off the road by uh, a, a car. By some hippies. By some hippies. By in a, a VW. full of hippies. Yeah, minibus. Not yeah. a lot of puzzle about how that happened. Uh, the hippies were obviously wasted. <laughs> We don't know that. No, we don't know that. We, we don't, don't know. Who, know who, I mean, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But so um, somehow they they survive. Uh, they're wearing their seatbelts. This was sort of in the yep. peak peak time of uh, you yeah. know seatbelts being kind of a, advertised as a public safety thing. So thank you, uh, Marvel, for yeah that little bit of uh, propaganda. I've got more to say about seatbelts later. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they survive. Uh, they both have powers. Uh, he loses his shirt. Or he wasn't wearing a shirt. No, he's no, he a has shirt taken off his shirt um, and well, tied it around his head. Now, he, oh, he's given it to her. Now exactly, he's just yeah, wearing yeah, a yeah. vest. Although, over. like, like it, it's it's solid. No, no, hang on. The colors, um, it's not gingham, but um, plaid, flannel, whatever. Yep. But then on a couple of the pages, it looks like a solid print. Yeah. All right, but he's given. Uh, he's very chivalrously given her his shirt. Right. So they lift up the van. And uh, Jeep. Jeep, whatever, and whatever, yeah. So now, and that's it. That's we see them. They go off the road. They survive. Yep. We shift to Dazzler. She's laying in the dark, mm-hmm. and slowly figures out that that she's has been buried under a pile of rocks. She's in a cairn. She's in a cairn because in we're cairn. in Scotland, and that's where you have those. The wee cairn. The wee cairn and haggis. <laughs> She's in a cairn, yeah. and uh, she sees a bug, and she's really happy about that, even though it looks she like She doesn't a, see the bug. She hears Importantly, it. she yeah, hears sorry. the bug. She hears the bug. Yes. Um, looks like a cockroach. I, that wouldn't make me very happy if I was stuck under a pile of rocks. Well, no, if you needed a... those tiny little... Cockroach yeah. climbing around in there yeah. with me, I wouldn't have liked that. So anyway, she somehow regains her, her powers through sound. Eventually, Psylocke locates her. Thank you. You were reaching for, this, for the tea, and now I've, I've handed it to you. Was I reaching for it? You Thank looked you. well. You one hundred percent were. Yeah, just like Havoc can give the love of his life his shirt. Uh, I can give you a cup of tea. <laughs> Would you like me to give you my shirt? No, I can take off my shirt. Your shirt does look like the shirt that they were. It does a yeah, little bit. A yeah, little it's a, a red and black. Yeah, mine's a little more gingamy. Yeah. So anyway, they they unearth her from this cairn. Uh, they're reunited. Uh, everybody's happy, and then they talk a little bit about teamwork, I guess, and then they hear this emergency bulletin that Juggernaut is uh, tearing up Edinburgh. Yeah. Uh, which is sad, because Edinburgh is just a really cool city. So It is a cool yeah. city. I went there a few years ago. It's uh, the second time that I'd been there. The first time I was like 11, so I don't remember much about mm-hmm. it, but seeing Edinburgh as, uh, as a grown-up, it is a cool city. Yeah, it is a cool city. Pretty cool. So, they off they go to Edinburgh to rescue it from Juggernaut. There's just a very large amount of fighting. Um, fighting. There's fighting. There's fighting. fighting. There's more fighting. Eventually, uh, they're fighting and they're fighting some more. Eventually, eventually they're fighting. Eventually, Rogue. <laughs> After the fighting, eventually they fight. Rogue uh, mouth kisses Juggernaut to uh, suck out all of his his. <laughs> okay. His powers. Yeah. Um, okay. And then they pull off his helmet and his skull cap, then Psylocke can like get inside of his his brain. They blast a hole in some train tracks that realize there's a train coming. Yep. 
they have some debate about whether they're going to save the train or uh, continue uh, to fight. There's no, there's no debate there. Yeah, continue to fight Juggernaut. They Rogue goes to save the train. They somehow sort of knock Juggernaut uh, unconscious. Dazzler uses uh, a laser bolt to cut off the straps of his helmet, of his skull his cap. Skull cap. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rogue stops the train. With one of the classic cliche. A, a cliche can't be classic. Sure it can. I don't know. I don't know. Like, a, by its very nature, cliche is a, a re- repeated and it's old. Hmm. Much like being. All right. Anyway. Rogue says, I'm getting too old for this, <laughs> which is a cliche, even in 1987. Yeah. Uh, stops the train. They're happy because they work together as a team. They turn in Juggernaut. Uh... Juggernaut gets body shamed as he's being loaded into the ambulance, yeah. by the way. <laughs> like this fat mate, fuck. <laughs> mate, what a weight. I read somewhere uh. that the names of the people are yeah, like Doctor, Doctor Who, Who references. references yeah. Um, so Dazzler and Rogue use their like, or not Dazzler and Rogue, Dazzler and, and Psylocke. Uh, Psylocke use their like powers to uh, make themselves kind of forgettable yeah. to both the authorities and the people standing by. And so the X-Men triumph or do they? They don't because <laughs> they learn that actually uh, the whole juggernaut thing was like a diversion. Because, it was a ruse. Yeah, it was a ruse uh, because his, his companion... Uh, Black Tom was was using yeah. that opportunity to rob the Bank of Scotland. That's why he yeah. was tearing up Edinburgh. Uh, very sad, but then they're happy because they work together as a team. And so silver linings. Yeah, so yeah. silver linings. You take the bitter with the sweet. There. Then we're ba- briefly back to uh, Scott and Lorna, and they somehow they find a camp, the camp, and they see that they're. I don't, there's a shark, is what it all boils. There's a star shark, which is, I think, the first time I've heard that word, or not. I mean, they we reference use it the as word some... star shark all the time. They I don't know what you're it. talking about. <laughs> that's like a uh, that's one of the nicknames that we have for our cat. <laughs> that would have been a good cat name. Yeah, star shark. I mean, it's also like like a kind of a dirty how is it dirty, dirty word? What star shark? I mean, you know, starfish. And... <laughs> The uh, the aquatic <laughs> encounter with so a shark is cartilaginous, you know it's it, it got bones I think but it's mostly cartilage. Yes. Yeah. So, look, I I'm not going to draw you a picture. <laughs> no, about, I hope not. about I hope, what a star shark. I hope is, you're not going to okay? draw me a picture. Yeah. So anyway, there's this big fuck off shark uh, here yeah. on on the ground. And uh, not just any shark. It's not just any shark. It's a shark shark. belonging to the brood. Yeah. Um, Gosh, maybe the brood will show up next issue. Maybe they will. Narrator. They didn't. They didn't. I know they didn't because I read. I didn't read ahead, but I read about it. They don't actually show up for like another another year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Period. Period. So that is what happens in this issue. Okay, I read this. Less than ninety minutes ago, cool. uh, what did you what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was okay. It yeah. sort of felt like you know the, the I never like ones where there's just pages and pages of fighting, right? Um, so in that regard, it felt a little bit like filler. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the thing that I like most about it, and it absolutely has nothing like not. I guess it's something 
more like what wasn't in it than what was in it. I was thinking as I was reading it that, okay, so like this new iteration of the X-Men is yeah. like three women. Yeah. And Longshot, right. who's a man despite having that outrageously unattractive mullet. Right. Um, men can be outrageously unattractive. I, I think it's, it's very limiting to suggest <laughs> that all men are yeah. incredibly hot. Mm. Okay, so anyway, what I liked about it actually randomly, or like the thing that sort of jumped into my mind as I was reading it is like, there's no, there's none of this like, just because we're girls, that doesn't mean that we can't be superheroes. Like yeah. this, this sort of uh, presumption that everything is always sexist all the time. It's like this issue in the 80s or early 90s, I guess it was still the 80s. Yeah, the yeah time, it was 87. You know, uh, enthusiastically passes the Bechtel test. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're women, they're kicking ass. They're not constantly talking about how no one thought they could do it because right. they were women. And uh, I wish that we had more of that now because now yeah. maybe it's just because I watch too much of The Amazing Race. Every time there's an all-girls team, going to say, like, if, if, yeah, they just can't shut the fuck up about how they're an all-girls team and they can do all the same things that the men can do, uh, period. Yeah. Fully agree with you. Um, I, I love that. Their gender is just not mentioned. Yeah. Now you, you do have Juggernaut. Oh gosh, what are the? Like, it refers to uh, a rogue or someone as a frail, which yeah, is this a, yeah, he's, weird, weird word from that yeah, I've only ever weird. heard Chris Claremont use. Yeah. I think he's he invented it. Uh, I think somebody says broad or something like that. Um, it, not cool, but yeah. also there are worse words out there. I'm sorry to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for women. Um, but yeah, beyond that, yeah. there are women who are kicking ass and not in bold font and underlining just because we're women. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's the difference. There is, a, I don't want to be facile because there is a difference from the amazing race and the amazing race, you know, are real people. And the amazing race in you, this thing, they are yeah. superheroes with superpowers. So sure, the sure. all women teams on the amazing race generally do not perform physically as well as the all male right. teams, but still like, it would just be cool if sometimes they could not, just not keep talking okay. about how they were only women. So two things. Number one, um, I'm going to have to push back on this idea that the Amazing Race is, is real. It, it, it's as fake as professional wrestling. I thought that everybody knew that. Um, two. Um, and, and the first point, I love obviously, the, amazing the race. first point yeah. obviously is bullshit. But um, I, I mean, when I say the Amazing Race is, is is not real, of course it's real, and 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 you make a good point about the Amazing Race. The um. What am I trying to say? I'm, I'm, I've got a thought which is slowly taking shape. It's going to come out incoherent. Um, I'm going to give Claremont credit for the win on on the gender yeah. stuff here. Uh, I, what I'm what I'm going to say is Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. There's a lot of um, and even to to a certain degree. Uh, Wakanda Forever, there is emphasis on these being female superheroes, although within the films themselves, actually, I think that they're fine. Right. Um, and, and who knows what people were saying about Claremont in 87. I don't, I don't recall, um, although I was a Comics Journal subscriber for a few years. Yeah. Um, the conversation around that does get a little bit tedious to me, and I wish that 
I wish that I could watch Captain Marvel without having been exposed to articles where right. I'm told how important the movie is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, yes. And I, you know, there's a lot of media content and news content to consume just like today without having to, you know, without kind of uh, having the ability to go back in time. But like, sometimes I feel like culturally we've just forgotten everything that happened in the past prior to today and that like you know if you ask someone was there a comic with an all-female cast that wasn't constantly going on and on about how they were women you know like it's it's just been forgotten and and so now it's like well we're super sexist now but like holy shit we were way more sexist back then and and maybe in some ways we we were but in other ways we weren't and the sort of constant focus on it now makes it feel worse nice segue into uh this is barely a news story uh jennifer lawrence was interviewed for vogue or vanity fair or some shit like that and she talked about her experience with the Hunger Games and that being very notable because prior to her appearance, according to Jennifer Lawrence, prior to her appearance in the Hunger Games, there were no female action heroes, no science fiction lead actors who were women in films. Right. And I'm, I'm sympathetic to Jennifer Lawrence is where I'm going with all this, but she's a great example of people of a younger generation having they have they can't possibly have that cultural memory they have to inherit that right but so she, so she makes this remark the outrage is instantaneous <laughs> like what the fuck is she talking about <laughs> been, like like uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Linda Hamilton would, yeah, would, would like, like a word, word yeah <laughs> the, the, they the, this has been, this has happened before uh you know Angelina Jolie and Tomb Raider for fuck's sake yeah. you know you don't it's, yeah, it's you don't like, have to go that far yeah, people do, it's like and it happens in a lot of different ways in ways that are maybe more even more significant yeah. than in in film but it's like people just don't know what they don't know right and they don't know it yeah. and they're not really that curious to learn it and maybe they don't even know how they could learn it all Jennifer Lawrence probably could have googled female lead roles in science fiction film and gotten well, list <laughs> you know but, but, but I mean, she's yeah. gonna google the thing in the middle of the interview no no i <laughs> yeah, mean yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it, it's it, and i'm sympathetic to her largely because she would be typical of the youth yes <laughs> um in the same way that what what am i gonna say I, I can't remember what issue it is well i don't want to go down this this thing yeah. uh largely because People don't want to hear what I have, probably don't want to hear what I have to say about racial relations or anything like that. Um, other than uh, what I will say. It doesn't is, actually matter because no one's listening other than me and I'm fair, here. Fair. Yeah. 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 So, but, yeah, um, go for it. Uh, I do, as a 50-year-old man who was born after a lot yeah. of racial reckoning took place... I do get very frustrated and my patience is exhausted when somebody who's 23 years old or 14 years old suddenly says, Hey, did you know that there was racism? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's funny. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not happy about it. Let's be clear. Yeah. But, but yeah, I do. Yeah. We watched Alien yesterday and when they were introduced and I, I, maybe I haven't seen it 
okay. before. So when they were introducing just to talk about mm-hmm. racial stuff and Sigourney Weaver, as you know, you meet the cast. Right. Obviously, they all wake up and whatever, and it's like, oh, there's one black guy. Uh, that poor bastard's going to be the first to die. No, <laughs> he was not the first to no, die. He was not. He, he was, was not. like the second to last or the third it's to last he's, to he's die. He's the amazing, the awesome Yafet Koto, <laughs> who is just a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, um, that's been that's been a fun feature of like some of the older films <laughs> that we've watched. Being like, wait a second, there were leads that were women, and there were leads oh, yeah. that were yeah. African American people, right. and like, let's all. <laughs> I hear you, fourteen year old, but let's all you know. You don't know what you don't know. Anyway, so that was the most notif- notable thing about this issue for me. Well, and let's pause to pat ourselves on the back so that our children. <laughs> Like 14 and 12, um, they have now, like, our children are now in a place to win an argument with Jennifer Lawrence. Because we, <laughs> they now know what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, hooray for us. Yeah, hooray for us. Let's talk about Alien. Do you want to? Uh, do you, sure, have, do I you do. have more to say about this issue? Um. Oh, oh, oh what I will say, a, a couple of things about the issue. This is, um, I always want to call him Alan Silvestri, um, but Mark Silvestri... He's doing the art. Um, I dig it. Yeah. It, it, it's very John Romita Jr.-like. And I've seen some of his other stuff. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Yeah. Apparently, he's now going to be sort of, uh, yeah. for the most part, uh, the the lead artist, but with uh, with guest appearances by others. Yeah, he'd be, I, I think, one of the, f- well, I was about to say like four key artists with Claremont, but really five. You've got, I think, in order... Chronologically, you've got uh, Dave Cockrum, John Byrne, uh, J.R.J.R., Paul Smith I'm going to throw in there just because he's amazing, and Mark Silvestri. Mm. And, and I, I'm not sure who we're going to get after Silvestri is gone. We're going to get Jim Lee, actually, and, and, and people would throw Jim Lee into that pantheon as well. Um, but Mark Silvestri is the one that I'm least familiar with. So I'm I'm, I'm cool. excited about this. He, yeah, um, he, you weren't really he can't... reading at this point. What's that? Because you weren't really reading it in exactly. real time. At yeah, this I was point. I was yeah. gone at this point. Yeah, I I don't. He's not going to eclipse John Byrne, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I uh, I enjoy the art in this issue. So I was reading um, the Real Gentleman of Leisure, yeah. and uh, you know, if you're listening, yeah, you all do great work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. One of the things that they mentioned was like, and I read it pretty quick as well. Yeah, yeah that there was like a th- right around this point, Marvel was purchased by yeah, the uh, the film company. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like a little side anecdote that one of the executives of that company thought that he had purchased Superman right, right. <laughs> and that he was going to be able to use all of the Superman uh, IP uh, going forward. That's probably yeah. a bad day when he figured well, out that that wasn't true. Which is idiotic for a few reasons. <laughs> um, and uh, Sean Howe's book, he talks about that. I need to go back and, and, and look at that yeah. in Howe's book. First of all, due diligence, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> Before you make a huge acquisition, if you're if you're making it predicated on a particular bit of IP, due diligence, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number two, even if Superman were a a Marvel Comics character, the character's already been licensed for films. Yeah, Dino De Laurentiis owned that shit. So yeah. even 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 if they had bought DC Comics, he would have to to get the film rights right, yeah, away. Confusing. And yeah. and would that that had happened? Because then we wouldn't have had Superman for the Quest for Peace. Was that a movie? 
oh fuck yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a steaming <laughs> hot steaming dog turd of i don't think i've ever heard of that the quest for peace you're be- you're better off hmm. not knowing that that movie exists it's terrible huh. it's pure shit all right uh christopher reeve god rest his soul he wanted to make a movie that would speak to nuclear disarmament mm. Heart was in the right place. His yes. head was squarely up his ass. <laughs> yeah. And again, I don't want to pick on uh, Christopher Reeve. He's, no, he, yeah, he's done some great, great stuff. Yeah, we love Death Trap. It's a good movie. Sure. Check it out. Check it out. Great movie. Right. He and Michael Caine kiss. Wow. Yep. Right. Also, there were gay. <laughs> Minor spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Gay parts in movies prior to well, Death, uh, Death Trap is not necessarily. I'm not saying rep- that it's gay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it 100% is, but it's not, I think, the representation that they wanted. Oh, okay. They would have wanted. Never mind. Um, I take that yeah. back. Yeah. It, it, it's. I saw that when it first came out, uh, like, and it would have been 81 or 82, something like that. Um, I don't think that the response was, it, it, it didn't help to normalize okay, never the, mind. the yep. idea of yep. <laughs> same-sex <laughs> relationships. Um, yeah, maybe Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine thought that they were doing something yeah. uh, good, but it, no. No. Okay. no. Um, cool. All right, well. Anything else about this issue? I, I thought it was okay. Uh, yeah. The action was fine. Um, I, I like seeing Edinburgh. That was neat. Yeah, I do like seeing Edinburgh, Waverly Station, all that. But, you know, I still, like, miss the, I want the other X-Men back. Interestingly, I, I'm, what I liked best about it is that they weren't there. Mm. That these are, for the heroes anyway, they are largely Claremont characters. Longshot is an Anacenti character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like Claremont playing with his own creations. Yeah, Although fair. he didn't create... No, maybe he did create Dazzler, because uh, Dazzler first shows up in X-Men 130. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I will I will like having Storm and, and Wolverine yeah, back back, yeah. uh, back in action. But uh, now the team dynamics work for me. All right. So that's that for this issue. That's that for this issue. And and we got a, a side helping of Alien. Let's come back to Alien. Alien. Did you like it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anything else we want to say about anything at all? Uh, it, it, I, I've seen Alien, oh gosh, maybe a half dozen times. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen all of it. It was on one of the streaming things that we had, and I watched like an hour of it mm-hmm. about a year or so ago and fell asleep. The first part of the movie works better for me than than the rest of it. I, I enjoyed all of it. Weirdly, I enjoyed all of it until the Alien Molds and starts. Yeah, just, it, it it struck me how much it replicated the dynamics of a slasher movie. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> um, well, but it has to take itself fairly seriously. Yeah, and so the like the last forty five minutes or so of the movie. Are, are weaker than I remember hmm. it being. I did check my watch one time. I liked it because, um, sorry, I'm playing with a rubber band. Um, I liked it because it did not, you know, I always like movies that don't try to do too much. True. Um, yep. You know, that take like a very, very small story and sort of, you know, stretch it out or sort of a, a sure. explore it rather than like... Yeah there's an alien and then this thing and then another thing happens and then something else happens and you know turn it into yeah. more of like a, this was a very very tiny story Tight they plot. land on this planet they go to the thing mm-hmm. the alien comes back to the ship 
we learn that the doctor is, you know, not a baddie, but like a... a oh, he's a baddie. Yeah, he's a baddie. Emphatically a baddie. Um, and then they're trying to get off the ship, period. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else happens. So I thought that was cool. It was very suspenseful, and they were able to yes. kind of play it out suspensefully. Um, I did I did check my watch at one point, mm-hmm. kind of towards the end, because it, it was taking... A long time for the, you know, a little bit of a long, like not really a long time because yeah. it's two hours and it's not like sure. yeah. super long. They could have maybe cut it down, you yeah. know, 10 more minutes. But it did. It, I like that it took a long time before you even saw the alien. Yeah. Like before. I, yeah. I, I love the pacing and this is not a fresh take by any means, um, especially the first hour the incredible debt that Alien owes to 2001. I mean, mm-hmm. all of sci-fi owes a tremendous debt to 2001, but especially the first hour of it, like they need to send Kubrick a check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it just hewed so cute, yeah. so closely in terms of uh, pacing an image and and the plot itself. Right. Uh, very uh, human encounter with with something alien yeah. and, and um, we're very very slowly. Uh, processing what that kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, experience would mean. Yes. Yeah. So, dug it. I'm happy that uh, the kids have seen it because now we can watch Aliens. Aliens, which I'm pretty sure I have seen, although I'll still probably yeah. not remember very much of it. It's been a long time since I've seen Aliens. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see whether uh, it, it'll suffer a tiny bit in, in comparison to my memory, just as Alien did. Alien's mm-hmm. still good, but... Yeah, kind of, kind of not quite the uh, pristine classic that that I mm-hmm. uh, that I experienced when I was in my twenties and, and teens. Uh, but Aliens, I am excited about this yeah. because even even thirty odd years ago when I was first experiencing these movies, I thought Aliens was the better film. Hmm. Interesting. And what what when did Aliens come out? Eighty six. Right. So uh, that so potentially, Alien, yeah, I could have seen in a theater. Alien, yeah. I would not have seen in a no, theater. No, Alien was uh, seventy nine. Yeah. Um, Aliens was 86 and it, t- it took a while to, to have a sequel to Alien. Right. Uh, and a studio took a chance on a journeyman filmmaker with only two screenwriting credits under his belt. And he had directed a couple movies, one of which was a kind of a sleeper hit called Terminator. Mm. <laughs> but the studio took a chance on, uh, a, a mid-tier talent mm-hmm. named James Cameron. Yeah. Which is, it is fascinating. Uh, Cameron, who I've said on this podcast, ought to be remembered as one of the technical innovators in all of film. Mm. So it's probably longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, although by the standards of contemporary blockbusters, not that bad. I Mm -hmm. want to say it's like two hours twenty minutes, Mm. which is. Long, yeah. You know, your ass is going to fall asleep, but uh, not. I mean, it's shorter than Wakanda Forever. Yeah, movie that I enjoyed. We haven't talked about that. Have I was trying to remember if we had talked about it. Had we talked about it on the last one? I don't know. I'm not sure either. Let's not talk about Let's it. Not talk about just it. to be yeah. safe. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> because it's been a long time. We don't want to lose I'm... any listeners. Yeah, yeah by no, repeating ourselves. To, we would hate to lose listeners. Exactly. By repeating ourselves. Um, we talk about Austin Powers, which we, which we also saw in the interim. That was, that was an odd experience. It was an odd experience. I was really <laughs> like, I thought the kids would really dig it. And then yeah. they really didn't. No, and I'm not no. even sure if I did, honestly. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think that's a fun movie. I, I, 
my complication with it, the headwind that I ran into is watching it with them and them not enjoying it like I thought they would. I thought there would be enough adult silliness mm -hmm. that they would think, okay, this is kind of cool and funny. Yeah. No. They just, there was just like a lot of staring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. And there were just enough sort of cultural references, both of the time that it came out yeah. and of the time that it was referencing that they weren't really aware of yeah. that they, you know, like the part where Gary Coleman and, and Vanilla, Vanilla Ice yeah. are frozen yeah. in the thing. It's like, they don't know who that is and they like, that's yeah. not funny for them. But, but no, but, but I thought that like, that's not a negative. That's just a zero. Zero. Yeah, no, but there were so, two, just a, like a few too many of those kind of zero. But, but I thought that there would be enough stuff to, yeah, enough no, positives. Yeah. It, it's like when I was, when I would watch Looney Tunes as a kid, seeing Bugs Bunny, rather Mel Blanc, as Bugs Bunny doing a Jimmy Durante impression. I didn't know who the fuck Jimmy yeah. Durante is. Uh, and, and, and that's only the one that I can like name. Like Jack Benny does a voice in Looney Tunes, like, like uh, whatever. It's still like, it's a funny cartoon. Yeah. So I would have figured that, um, there would it, it, well like here's a good example um mike myers has that bizarre chest hair toupee <laughs> it's funny it's dumb it's silly and i thought like but they were just like kind of confused by it perturbed yeah. by <laughs> yeah, it almost. why does he have this or in, like this swedish penis and larger pump i thought like okay this is silly and it's it's clearly PG thirteen material, like Swedish penis larger pump. Like, like I thought, okay, we're gonna get some middle school age chuckles out of this, but no, I think no. they were just uncomfortable yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. all right, man. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, I thought they would. I thought they would enjoy that more than they did. I've been lobbying to see that movie with them for a while, but uh, yeah. No. Well, now that we have crossed that off our list, we don't need to worry about any other Austin Powers. Austin Powers is probably shagged me. I saw that in a theater that sucked balls. And Austin Powers Gold Member, I haven't seen. Mm, yeah. No, we're not going to watch any others. Sorry, yeah. Mike Myers. I like you, Mike Myers. Yeah. Um, you've done some good work and also some other work. <laughs> You've worked a lot. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. worked. I, I, uh, whatever. I, Austin Power, Austin Powers. Mike Myers has made some timeless uh, film classics, and he's a good actor and he's a funny guy. I'm not. I'm none of those things. So yeah, I'm whatever. Mike Myers is a better person than me. Uh, so I get this shit talking. What, what does he care? He's a fucking millionaire. Yeah. Talking... He'll give a shit about some 50 year old in his closet. He's going to talk shit about him. Literally in his closet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to our daughter about, I don't know, I was saying something about something that she we had watched and i was yeah. like no that was was bad or whatever and uh you know she did that kind of typical like well you know you maybe it was the boy i can't remember yeah. it was like you couldn't you know you can't well you couldn't have done you know you oh, couldn't yeah. have come up yeah. with something and i was like that's not that doesn't that's not the point yeah. of course yeah. i couldn't have i don't get paid right. to right. uh you know if that was the case then no one could criticize anything exactly. there would be no criticism of yeah. art yeah. if the only people that were allowed to criticize it were people that could do better right, right. yeah right. So she was like yeah okay yeah oh all right what else have we seen I'm not sure. I feel like there's something... Um, White Lotus is awesome. I don't really have anything to say other than that yeah. it's awesome. There's nothing that I feel complaining about. Mm. There was something we were going to come back to. What was it uh, at the beginning I of... I thought Alien was the thing we were going to come back to. No, no, no. There was something else we were going to come back oh, to. Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, Gettysburg Address while I try to remember this. Uh, four score. Four, four score. score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this... 
continent. Continent, a new nation uh, described conceived in, in conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Uh, if there's, Fuck, I can't remember. If there's more, I don't know it, <laughs> or I don't remember it. All right. Yeah. All right. How are we on time? We need to fill five more minutes. Five more minutes. We have, uh, we have like a commitment to the advertisers to fill at least forty minutes of time. We have no advertisers. We could advertise something. Uh, our, our, uh, I don't want to advertise anything. Okay. Um, Pop culture. Let's see. We damn it. What Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're watching that. It's a good show. Yeah, it's groovy. We're enjoying that. I find Andy Starnberg oddly attractive, like in the. Why would you find him? I mean, like, there's nothing odd about finding guy that you like had USY with in yeah. that in that way. No, there's nothing weird about that. Um, I feel like there's something big that we're overlooking. This is this is driving me up a wall. What have we what we watched? Alien. Yeah. We watched Austin Powers. There was would have been another because we haven't recorded in three weeks, so there would have been another. Did we talk about Glass Onion? Film. Oh, we haven't talked about. I don't Glass think that's the big thing, but whatever. Glass Onion. Um, I dug it. Yeah. I liked it as well. We had some uh, a, a familial, uh, not a spoiler, but like a, a negative pre-screening. Uh, yeah, my father didn't care for it. He yeah. said, "He said, don't, don't uh, probably bother. about forty-five minutes after I ordered tickets <laughs> for a family of four, which is not cheap." Yeah, $60. don't bother seeing it. It's not it's half as good as the original. And um, all right, Rotten Tomatoes. Disagrees with him, and so do I. I thought yeah. Glass Onion was uh, was good fun. Yeah, it was super fun. It was not as good as Knives Out. I mean, w- whatever. It was still very, very entertaining yeah. and fun. Had a great cast and uh, great acting, and you know, the plot wasn't like as much a donut hole inside of a donut or whatever. But uh, it was it was pretty good. Oh, I, en- I enjoyed the plot. Yeah. I, I, it, it did fold in on itself, and I'm looking forward to watching that again. It, it's going to show up on Netflix. Um, Pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, I know. This is still not the big blind spot <laughs> that I have. But more, more shit that I've been watching. Uh, Winning Time on HBO. Oh yeah, You've is fantastic. That. But this is like the worst pop culture roundup that we're doing. Yeah. It's just like it's just an inventory of shit that, <laughs> that we've, we've seen. watched. Yeah. But um, Winning Time is tremendous. Uh, John C. Riley is amazing. Uh, he. He's like in Matthew McConaughey territory about being <laughs> what, shirtless. With his shirt. <laughs> so he, what it is, is like the the, the character that he's playing. Who uh, is the character that he's playing? He's, Not that he's I playing uh, um, Jack Boss, who is the owner of the LA Lakers. He bought the Lakers in 1979. Okay. Um, the real life Boss was a, a playboy. Uh, yeah. He, he did get a you know, spend a lot of time with a lot of women half his age. Uh, John C. Riley, he has it, his shirts are. Like one button is buttoned. <laughs> I mean, it's he it, it looks like he walks around like Burt Reynolds. He's just got this, you know, soup strainer mustache. Uh, no, but he's 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 fantastic. Yeah. His his performance is tremendous. Um, Will Ferrell really wanted this role. Uh, Adam McKay created the show. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell really wanted this role. He didn't get it. Uh, role went to John C. Reilly instead. Um, Adam McKay and, and Will Ferrell have, have uh, my understanding is, they, they, they've kind of had a had a bit of a breakup. Yeah, falling about out this. over that. Hmm. Um, and I, I love me some Will Ferrell. Riley was a better choice. Yeah, Riley was a better choice. I, don't, I I didn't see clearly Will Ferrell's screen test for the part, and he, right. he could have done okay. Riley just smashes it out of the park. It, it's a, it was a really, really great performance. Yeah, what is Will Ferrell? I'm sure that he has one. I'm just not thinking of it done that's like more, like 
Strangers in Fiction. I haven't seen that. Yes, you have. You saw it with me. It is, uh, oh, God damn it. The, um, the fuck, who's the, who's the synecdoche New York guy? Uh, Charlie Kaufman. It's basically, it, it, it's a Charlie Kaufman movie that Charlie Kaufman had nothing to do with. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, Emma Thompson is in it. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else has he done? That's, that's like, like semi-serious? Sort of more serious. That's the only one that I can think of. I want to say he's done something recently. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got Steve Carell envy. <laughs> like, uh, he's got Robin Williams envy. I mean, he's great. Like, he's hilarious. He's very, very funny. And I'm he's sure cool. that he yeah, does fine in, in serious He can elevate some pretty shitty material. Role, yeah. I'm looking at you, Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home, which sucks so bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Will Ferrell was just... Uh, giving it his all yeah, he <laughs> he's, really he, he's throwing haymakers yeah. in that and it's working just my, it's working my ass off over here yeah, yeah oh my god yeah if anybody else were in that role i mean i mean he, he makes the film such that i, I don't want to pull my eyes out of my yeah. skull while watching it if anybody else is in that role I, like i'm i'm pulling an elvis and i'm, I'm firing a bullet into the tv excuse me that was a sneeze barely you need to yeah. open your mouth and you sneeze no, You're going to lose part of your brain. I'm not going to lose any part of my brain. My brain okay. is fine. Your brain is beautiful. Yeah. That is all that I have to say. That's all that I have too. Cool. But I'm See glad we, you next time. We're gonna, next time will be like in three weeks again. Or maybe next weekend. We, we should do it do. next we can, Let's do it next definitely, weekend. Okay, definitely. we'll see you all next weekend. See ya. Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>